Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Tonight, I'm joined with James and Terrence of The Tragedy of Cinema. Welcome, guys. Hey, hey, thanks for having us. Well, I'm very happy to have you guys on my podcast because you know I love movies and you guys happen to talk about them on your podcast. But here, let me ask you something. I need to know where you got the title of your podcast. Okay, so this is a very, very um, interesting uh, story I'm about to tell you. Okay. I, this is Jimbo, by the way, talking. So I started asking people about movies. You know, anybody I meet, hey, what's your top five favorite movies? And they're like, oh, that's a tough one. And I'd be like, yeah, well, and I'd find movies I didn't know and I'd want to watch. So then I'd be like, well, you know, some of these movies on the top 100, why are they in the top 100? I mean, like The Wizard of Oz. I love The Wizard of Oz. I can tell you why it's a great movie. Uh, but there's something mm-hmm. like Citizen Kane that I had never seen. But they say it's one of the greatest movies of all time. I didn't understand why. Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, some of these other ones. Casablanca. That I, Casablanca. Some of the stuff that I had never seen mm-hmm. before. So I approached a guy right. at work where I work and I said, hey, uh, I got a proposition to you. Because I had been listening to Hillbilly Horror Stories with Jerry and Tracy Pauly. And I said, what if we came up right. with this movie podcast and we actually tell the people what movie we're going to watch or review. I said, then they can watch it beforehand before we air the episode. And then we can discuss certain things they may have missed within the movie. Um, if you remember, like in Wizard of Oz, the scarecrow has a gun in the forest scene. A lot of people don't realize that when they're running through the haunted forest, uh, he has a gun, an actual revolver. Um, there's cars in the back of the really. Yep, there is cars <laughs> in the back of a uh, uh, of the chariot race in Ben Hur too. Um, there's just stuff that people normally wouldn't associate with the movie that wouldn't know anything about. It. And the guy's like, "Yeah, sure, that sounds great. Let's let's start talking about it." So, I was at work driving my forklift and I heard uh, um, something on the radio about hey that was a, a tragedy in music that we lost today some musician had died and I started thinking right well the tragedy of movies I said that didn't really have the quite ring I wanted and I was like well what about the tragedy of cinema and from there it was like wow that sounds really good I think it was around Easter of 2018 with Jerry and Tracy I texted Jerry and I said Jerry I have this idea for a podcast. I said, but I know nothing about it. I said, I don't know what kind of equipment I need. I said, I really don't know anything I need. He's like, well, sure, we can talk about it. So he was gracious enough to meet with us. So fast forward probably till March of 2019, I'm at my uh, local Mm -hmm. game store here. I like to play board games, card games. And right. my best friend invited me to come and uh, try this new game out. So I went up there and uh, got done at the end of the night. And I said, hey, what are those two guys doing? And I seen a, a laptop and they had this microphone. And I said, uh, what are they doing? They said, oh, they're doing a podcast. And right then I was like, I knew this was my opportunity. And one of those people sitting at that microphone was Terrence. So I said, really? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I said, hey, everybody. I don't care who's here. This whole group, I said, I'm going to pay for us all to go get pizza because I knew this was my opportunity. I had to make a great impression on Terrence, you know, and so we went to this pizza place. I bought pizza for everybody. And I said, Terrence, I said, I'd like to ask you a question. I was like, I have this idea for a podcast. I said, I know you know what you're doing. I said, do you mind if we collaborate and talk together? And from that night forward, it was born. And our first episode was released on The Wizard of Oz probably less than two weeks later. I do want to interject. So uh, it, it was pretty cool. Before uh, you propositioned the podcast, we had this really long, awesome conversation about just, you know, a couple old movies we were talking about. A 12 uh, Angry Men was one. We, yep, we were, we were talking about 12 mm-hmm. Angry Men, which at the time I, I hadn't seen. Uh, to which Eric, you know, he was just like, you have to see it, uh, to which I eventually did, and it was great. Right. But yeah, we had, we had this really long conversation, and we were just all really vibing at the table, 
And that's when, uh, you know, Jimbo propositioned the podcast. And uh, the other one that I was on was about, you know, the game we were playing. So it's very niche. And I wanted to move on to something more broad that could reach a larger audience. And so that was a a very appealing offer. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I totally want to do a podcast about movies. It's something I'm very passionate about. (laughs) But let me I I do have to talk to to Terrence and get this out of the way first. Uh Uh Oh, are you listening to me, Terrence? Oh, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. You didn't like The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Neither one of us liked The Breakfast Club, actually. Well, you know, here's the deal. You know what I liked about it? And let me tell you why I liked it. I loved the message it sent. I loved that it wasn't complicated. They were in one place because they didn't have a good budget, really. They were from all walks of life, completely different kids. And yes, was it overly dramatized. And yeah, the big shattering of the glass was kind of <laughs> overkill. I get that. Yeah, because I know you guys hated that. But I love the fact that they came out totally different people. And they also talked about, would you still be my friend on Monday? And they were like, probably not. We're probably just going to act like we don't know each other because we can't. That stuck with me because that was everybody's high school. I, mm-hmm. I didn't go to a lot of movies. Um, and if I did see a movie back then, it was on TV. And a lot of this stuff had been edited mm-hmm. out. Um, so when we did the podcast and seeing it for the first time, as a whole, I was just blown away with, you know, some of the language in there. Cause I mean, we try to keep it a family friendly podcast where you'd want to listen to with sure. the kids, you know what I mean? Cause there's some movies that we will not do. When I seen it, I was like, you know, to me, it has to have a good story. It doesn't have always have to have language and everything in it for me to enjoy. Oh story, no, I totally you know I mean? understand. Um, yeah. I absolutely agree with you on that. I, th- I really do. But I think uh, because yeah. I saw it on TV edited down that I was okay doing it on the podcast. Terrence. Yeah. And I can reiterate that, um, you know, I definitely understand the nostalgia. Uh, obviously, you know, things are a bit different. And that's what you guys do with your podcast. You guys go through the nitty gritty of everything. Like you introduce the film, you introduce the the date it was released, you introduce the characters, you, inter- you even introduced or talk about the film they used, the kinds of film they used at that time, oh, yeah. which is really kind of cool because you go through all the stats and I love that part of it. But, but I got to say, your Somewhere in Time review, or just talking about it, it's really, truly one of my favorite movies um, of all time. And I think it came out in like 1980, because it was a long time ago. Yeah. And I loved Jane Seymour in it. And I loved that they were on Mackinac Island. And I loved that they couldn't use cars. And I loved all your stats about that. And I do believe you guys that you're right on that it would have been a bigger hit had there not been a Screen Actors Guild strike mm-hmm. yep. at the time. Because it was kind of a sleeper film and it didn't have to be. I think it could have been a lot more. That was kind of a bummer with that one. Right. Well, I'm glad we enjoyed your favorite of all time movie, at least. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, uh, no. You know, we had a lot of different <laughs> theories about because um, I was actually watching that before you called. I was about halfway through it again. And, you know, just listen to the dialogue between Robinson and, and uh, Jane Seymour's mm-hmm. character. And even when uh, Christopher Reeve goes to the house and he asked the, I guess it was like her help, her maid. And he asked about the relationship and he said, well, it's, it's always been a strange relationship between Robinson and her, uh, Elise McKenna. And, you know, you sit there and you think, well, why would it, why would she say it's strange? There's mm-hmm. just so many mm-hmm. theories about uh, the different uh, time traveling, uh, who was a time traveler, who wasn't a time traveler, how certain 
objects got placed in certain places and how everybody knew so much about the other person. I think it was really well done. And I can still watch that movie. And every time I watch it, it opens up another question for me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny because when I watched it, and of course I was much younger, and then I watched it again, of course, as an adult, you notice things that, because now I I also write books, as you know, and you kind of got to tie everything together because trust me, your readers or your people that watch your movies, they're going to say something about it. Well, they never made sense of that. Why did they even put that in there? That kind of stuff. They did a good job of explaining things. They didn't really explain why her manager knew this man was going to come along. Now, she said something like, he knows I'm eventually going to leave this business and have a family or however she put it. Right. And who knows if she, he was really in love with her. I don't know if that was really the case. I think it was more about a father-daughter kind of, you know, vibe more than a lover kind of vibe. But still, it was fascinating. I loved it. And it was the same kind of thing in The Shining as far as going back right you know like i don't want to give anything away if no one's seen the shining <laughs> but he was there before right. you know and how do you explain that so it, it's kind of the same situation but when you were talking about this is a family friendly um podcast i get that because there's some movies i had my daughter um she's 20 now and oh, about five four or five years ago i was like you know what you need to see all the brat pat movies i don't think you've ever seen any of those and she was by then 15 years old she was old enough to see them all and so I let her watch 16 Candles and, you know, The Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Dirty Dancing pretty and all pink. those things. And she pretty, oh yeah, Pretty in Pink, all of those things. She loved, loved them. Then I had her watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I almost had to turn it off. I had, I don't, I didn't remember it being so filthy, to be honest with you. So right. I have a quick question. Um, I, I just curious about like sort of your background on like movies, uh, especially those of of you know uh, that are like more in the R-rated territory. Um, what was your exposure to like you know more adult movies when you were younger? Because my experience is very interesting. Like my, my parents didn't really hold anything back. I lo- I watched a lot of adult movies. They would pre-screen them to make sure there was like particular scenes that okay you know maybe he shouldn't see this yet. But uh, there was still a lot of you know, adult movies that I watched when I, I was younger and definitely way, you know, some would say way too young to see. Like one, one of my favorite movies, you know, I, I really liked Tarantino movies when I was younger, uh, way mm, before I probably mm-hmm. should like Tarantino movies. <laughs> so, so I was curious what your, <laughs> what your background is on like, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you know, those types of movies. Well, I didn't really have anyone telling me to watch them or not watch them. Uh, my mom had four kids and by then I'm sure she was a little exhausted and I was the youngest of four. So I was exposed to everything above me so yeah I was exposed to things probably even younger than I should have been but I don't know if you guys listened to my interview with Brett Stefanoff he's in the Hillbilly Horror Stories group he saw The Exorcist with his mother when he was five he was in kindergarten I believe he said didn't he I don't even understand that (laughs) I can't wrap my head around that because that still scares me to death I'm not kidding I'm not kidding you I can't watch that movie it the thing he said was you know he's like "Ah, it was no big deal to me he's like because I had been seeing a lot of these movies before and The Exorcist was just like another movie to me basically (laughs) it's like wow I five I (laughs) just was like yeah so god bless him he's fine and he loves what he does now so it probably paved the way Mm -hmm. but i i think more of my thing was i was more into um i was always into horror movies i think all teenagers kind of are Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because i loved halloween 
Um, I didn't really like the Freddy Krueger ones as much, um, but I did like the, like I said, Halloween. Oh, and I, boy, Alien. Mm -hmm. Now that's a movie. Oh, yeah. What's your all-time favorite, you would say, since we're, like, around Halloween time? All-time favorite Halloween kind of movie? Yeah. Or, like, just horror movie, you know, since since we're in, like, you know, Halloween time frame. Well, it's probably The Shining, to be honest with you. She's a big Stephen King fan. She's read most of his books in high school. Yeah, I have. (laughs) That makes sense. Well, and I love the acting. I know that um, Stephen King didn't really like Kubrick's take on it, Mm -hmm. and the book was a little different. I know it's a, a lot different, but... I still think it's very well done, and I love the acting, and I love the psychological part of it. I don't love the hack and slash type stuff as much. I never did. Yeah, I feel you there. Right, but um, back in the early 80s, you know, there wasn't much about it. Today, you watch a horror movie, there's so much gore in it that it's hard to watch. Less was more back then, like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There was hardly anything. It was all, you know, left to the imagination. I mean, the biggest thing you saw in there was when he he hit a girl on the head with a mallet and drug her back in or whatever. And then at the the dinner table, you know, like today you see something like Hostel or something that's just off the chart of gore and violence. And it kind of takes away from the story for me. Yeah, I think so, too. No, it really does. Just like in Halloween, the dude, most of the time, you really don't see a ton of I mean, You do see some things. Right. But most of it's just him, you know, stalking people and they know he's close and they can't see him. It's dark. And that's scary as heck to me. Right. Because a lot of the stuff that's scary to me personally is stuff that can actually happen in real life. And something like Halloween, yes. it could actually, you could have somebody escape from a mental institute and actually be out there on Halloween just standing around because everybody's in mask and nobody would pay a bit of attention difference. Yeah. No, they wouldn't. But, okay, so let me ask you this. Dirty Dancing, let's talk about that one. Okay. So I loved the movie. It was a little dark as far as the premise of it as to what, you know, the story was about yeah. and that she was supposedly so young and she's with this dancer, this dance dude. And, but you know what, guys, I think that kind of happened more back then. I think it was more acceptable. I don't think we have all the protection with children that we do now. Back then, as long as you didn't get caught, I don't think he wouldn't have gotten in trouble for being with somebody underage because she was. Right. But, but I think uh, even deeper than that, I don't think it's so much that that bothered me. I think it was the underlining story about the lady that was pregnant and uh, she was going to get the abortion, uh, that's right. Why, no, that's I know. Why she yeah. was thrust mm-hmm. into that position of, hey, I need a dance partner. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I meant about it being kind of a dark. Right. That's what I meant uh, about it. It's kind of a dark premise. Patrick yeah. Swayze is outstanding in that movie. Um, I love him to pieces. Mm-hmm. He was a great actor. I think he was gone before his time because I would have loved to see what he could have still done with his career. Absolutely. Um, but even Terrence, um, my, my aunt, my sister, they love that movie. Uh, they watched it all the time when we'd go over to their house and I'd always peek in every once in a while, but this was the first time when we did it for this podcast was the first time that I actually sat down and watched it from start to finish. It has a great soundtrack. The acting's well done. Uh, there's some stuff in the movie that obviously I don't agree with. And, and this was Terrence's first viewing of this yep, film. This was too. my first time seeing it. So well, what did you think about it, Terrence? Yeah, no, it was it was one of those movies for me that I I liked it. It won't be something I revisit, but that's just because it's not my you know type of movie that I would usually go out and you know watch on my own. Mm-hmm. But I am glad that right. the podcast had brought that you know in front of me to watch. And that's that's what I really enjoy about Tragedy of Cinema is uh, it brings a lot of movies that I would particularly not really watch sometimes, uh, or that I haven't heard of, or something that's outside of my comfort zone. And right, like right, th- that's right. another take on the name of the Tragedy of Cinema because number one. It's a tragedy because you haven't seen some of these movies. And then it's also a tragedy because you have seen some of these movies. So it could go either way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to tell you guys, and I'm going to make a request right now. You don't have to take it. But I would love your take on When Harry Met Sally. 
Okay, I've I've only seen parts of that. Um, again, I know you know some of the most famous scenes, just because it's been showed over and over and, and spoofed so many sure. times. Yeah, I know it in name. I probably have seen the spoofs and not known it, but I, I just know it in name. I actually don't really know too much about it. I, I know a lot of people like it, and I've heard the name a lot. It's actually pretty clean. I mean, there's there's that scene in the cafe, right. but that's no worse than what we're talking about with Dirty Dancing at that <laughs> right. point. But it's very well written. Right. And very well acted. And I loved it. Well, um, that's when you so were, if you ever uh, get a chance. <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's when you were interviewing James uh, the second time. Um, and you guys were yes. throwing out some movies like uh, I think it was what Murphy's Romance and uh, like yes. uh, Witches of Eastwick. And uh, there was a couple other ones. I, I have never seen any of those. So uh, oh, I think Tequila Raising, Raising Arizona. Yeah. I am Sunrise. so glad mm-hmm. you guys brought up Raising Arizona. <laughs> I love that movie and I feel like not many people have seen it. I'm, I'm one. I have. Oh, it's so it, funny. So. It's it's oh, hilarious it's, it's, from start to finish. It's hilarious. It's, it's overacted yep. and hilarious. It's overacted in the best kind of way. It's <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, yeah, because you know, and, and the thing is, you have to take a movie in the way that it's presented. I don't know if you guys have ever seen What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, I love yeah. that movie. Oh it's my god, it's very interesting. I think it came out in like 2005. It's about a bunch of vampires, yes, and it's, the a, series it's a comedy. Is also hilarious. It's oh man, you guys, gold. <laughs> I could not believe because I was like, "What is this?" And it's getting <clears throat> these good reviews, and I was like, "I'm going to watch this." And I made my husband watch it. And he can't stand horror, and he doesn't like paranormal anything, and he thought it was hilarious too. Right? Oh yeah, it's yeah. I anyway, but yeah, I love that. And by the way, you guys loved Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween, correct? correct. You did love. That. Okay, that's what I thought, because that's another one of my favorites. And like I said, it was done very well. There's some language, I think, but it's not over the top hack and slash. And, and I love that part about it. You know, it was very simple. There's some simplicity about movies that I like over uh, car crashes and, and things blowing up and all the yeah. CGI. And it just doesn't, it's not necessary all the time. I, I think it, it's tasteful in moderation. J- just to give an example, but one of my favorite movies that not a lot of people have seen, but it, it's called The Endless. It, it's very like Lovecraft inspired. And it's very minimum mm-hmm. on it. But, you know, when, when they do use it, it's impactful because it's not used, if that makes any sense. So in the couple scenes that no, it is yeah. used, um, it does make <laughs> an impact on you. And, and you feel it a lot more than those movies that kind of just shove it in your face the entire movie. Like a Michael Bay production. You know, like <laughs> yeah. Transformers, you can't even see the yeah. action because of all the CGI and explosions going on. It's just so much. And I love some Transformer movies. I thought the first one was actually pretty pretty good. Oh, yeah. I thought it was great. But was then they just kept going out. But... I liked them all. It was explosions and action. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. After a while, you know, if you're seeing it in the, I, I think I took my son to the theater with it, and and that big screen, and you almost get a stomach ache just watching mm-hmm. it all because you're you almost get lose your balance because it's just so big and so much going on and everything's that or I'm old. I don't know. <laughs> so Leslie, I don't know. Who, would you, who would you say is your favorite actor and favorite actress of all time? Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, I love Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorites. And I love Michelle Pfeiffer, as you guys know. <laughs> but I also love some of the older, older actresses. I know they go by actor, but we're trying to differentiate the female right, and male. Right, yeah. um, Sally Field comes to mind. Um, I think she's fantastic. I even think uh, the newer actors, um, like Julia Roberts is fantastic. Uh, so is Charlize Theron. So is... Gosh, so many of them. And I know I'm going to be kicking myself because you asked me something I wasn't prepared for. (laughs) This is all about you guys. I mean, I could go on and on about movies because, as you guys know, that's that's one of my loves. And I almost started a podcast just about movies. But there's a lot of people to do that. So I thought, well, what else can I do? (laughs) Well, you're always welcome to come over to ours. (laughs) I know. We'll have to have a little 
fun time talking about that. Yeah, a little collaboration. That'd be fun. But no, I love it. I love your podcast. I think it's fun. I think you guys have covered some really good film, especially the ones that like Terrence and you, Jimbo, you're too young. I was too young for Casablanca, of course, and <laughs> and 12 Angry Men when it first came out and all those older, you know, Wizard of Oz, Gone with the Wind. Let me ask you, though, about Gone with the Wind and some of the other films that possibly are facing censorship. What are your thoughts about well, that? Well, I think it would definitely be a tragedy. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. for uh, lack of a better word, because, you know, those who, there's that famous saying that those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. Right. And me and Terrence, right. uh, the, the thing about Terrence and me is, is I'm, I'm a white man and Terrence is a mixed man. And we can talk right. about that later. But we have different opinions on movies. And Absolutely. that's that's great. He's younger. I'm older. Um, but when we started this podcast, we didn't want to leave anybody out. So we can appreciate, even though it was set, like we put a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode that yep. we do. Because we understand right. that this is where the world was back then. This is uh, like Judy Garland's salary for uh, The Wizard of Oz was less. The way she was treated on set. She was like, I think Toto was the only one that made uh, less money than Dorothy in that movie. And the way Mm, she was treated mm. on the set, how they just had to keep her going and going and pumping her full of drugs and stuff like that. She had a very rough Hollywood career. You know, and you see like The Maid and Gone with the Wind. I think, you know, what's it, Clark Gable. He actually uh, stood up for when he said, hey, you know, Gone with the Wind's up for all these nominations at the Oscars, I believe it was. And he said, look, if she's not going to be there and you don't want her there, he's like, then I'm not going either. Uh, and I thought that was very telling. And I think we cannot lose sight of that. There was were some of the great actors, even though they were typecast in the positions that they were for the time, they were still some outstanding mm-hmm. performances. And I think it's a shame that you would take something like that. Like I said, if you were going to do Blazing Saddles, it's going to be shown tonight on TV. Yeah, but you'd only have seven minutes of content because the rest of the movie would have to be thrown in the trash. Yeah. Um, just from the time and right. stuff, stuff that it made fun of. But it was a movie about making stuff of racism. I mean, that's the whole point of the movie. Exactly. You know what I mean? To, so to, to show how absurd it is. And I, I think, so uh, my take on censorship is, I, I don't think, especially when it comes to older movies, I think as long as you come in with an understanding of the time frame it's from, you can right. still watch and enjoy the content and with that understanding. Because obviously, I, you know, there's such thing as, you know, being too PC and or not enough, you know what I mean? There's there's that nice middle I ground. agree. And, and I think when it comes yeah. to just entertainment as a medium, whether it be, you know, books, movies, movies, uh, you know, whatever else. You just have to understand the time that it's coming from and, and not nitpick it in that sort of sense because it wasn't made today. And when, when you come in with that understanding, you can, you know, watch and enjoy a lot more things. And I, I think one of the biggest things that takes a hit, uh, you know, as far as that goes is comedy because there's a lot of, you know, different mm-hmm. forms and variations of comedy that, you know, does not, some of it doesn't age well. And some of it is just, hey, I was there at the time, so I think it's hilarious. Like Mel Brooks, I love all of his movies. All those movies mm-hmm. are absolutely hilarious, and I think there's still golden gems today. But I know there's a lot of people that would disagree, right? But it's also like uh, Richard Pryor movies. Oh yeah, guy was outstandingly hilarious. Um, Richard Pryor is one of the greats. Jo- uh, George Carlin, you know, uh, some of the stuff that they did. You know, was it PC? No, absolutely not. Exactly. You know what I mean? But it was still funny. And you know what? They made fun of everyone. Exactly. Not exactly. just one race they made fun of everyone oh and let me tell you Meryl Streep where am I thinking of course (laughs) she's one of my favorites but you guys what I was going to ask you one of the movies that I is one of my favorites I don't know if either one of you guys have heard of this and I hate to change the subject because that was such a good subject but I don't want to forget because I'm old and I'll forget (laughs) (laughs) Um, a movie with her and Albert Brooks not Mel Brooks but Albert Brooks called Defending Your Life I don't think I've ever heard of I've it. I've never even heard of it. It's on our radar it's, now, though. So I'm writing it. It's I'm fantastic. It down. Well, it's about Albert Brooks. It's a comedy, 
and he gets a brand new BMW and on the way home, he gets hit by a truck and he dies. And then he's like in this limbo and he has to go to trial for his life review. And Meryl is up there too. And she drowned at a pool and and she's going through her life and she's got all these heroic things that happen in her life. (laughs) Oh, it's, it's just absolutely hilarious. Shirley MacLaine is in it. She plays on the screen at the Past Lives Pavilion because up there you can go and see your past lives. (laughs) It is absolutely one of the most funny movies I think I've ever seen regarding that kind of subject, but it's, it's so funny and so well done defending your life. You guys grab it. It's funny. I've got it on the list. It's, it's on our uh, list. I, I wrote it down now. Have yeah. you ever, and it's older. Uh, it's probably in the nineties. Have you ever seen ahead. a movie with John Ritter called hero for hire? No. Um, it, it was a thing where John Ritter, I'll write it down. Uh, John Ritter plays a, he's a superhero and basically he's uh, shown on a TV screen where he plays this character as a superhero. Well, one night, you know, he's going to do these promotions or whatever. And he goes into this uh, grocery store, like corner mart or whatever. And yeah. there's a guy in there with a gun and uh, he basically stops the guy with the gun. So now he's actually become this superhero that everybody, you know, praises and everything. And it shows him like running into a burning building, saving people. Uh, but it's a very well done movie. It's, it's, it's not a comedy. I okay. mean, there's some fun parts but it's a it's a more of a drama movie yeah sure another great movie if you haven't seen it have you ever seen the elephant man yes i actually have that was fantastic that, it was very strange but it was very good it's a very yeah. sad movie yeah, yeah. I mean, no it's very sad it's, oh it's, my goodness yeah john merrick yeah yeah and that was that happened that, yeah, that was a, true, a story. Real, true life story yeah i know i think you know like i said your podcast It's very interesting. You've covered some really good things. I love your take, both of you. You know, Jimbo, you have a whole different perspective. And of course, Terrence does. You're kind of a generation apart and you're even a generation apart from me. So it might be kind of fun if we ever do something together. But it's still very interesting to hear you give your take and him give his take. And sometimes you'll change each other's minds. Right. That's happened, yeah. And that was part of the reason I wanted a co-host that was in a different age bracket, whether it was going to be older or younger than me. If you listen, Mm -hmm. I believe, to our White Christmas episode, uh, my dad actually comes on and does White Christmas with me instead of Terrence. Uh, We we released on Christmas Day last year. And we're going to be doing some future stuff with him. But, you know, he, he's got a lot of knowledge in his head about some of the actors, even from then, you know, who was the dancers of the time with Bing Crosby. And just seeing his perspective, you know, makes me appreciate some of those movies a lot more. And to me, that makes it better content right. because it makes people really get into it and go, wait a minute. Now I want to go look at that. And I didn't even know that about it. Just like with Somewhere in Time, I thought I knew almost everything I knew about that. And I didn't know there was a Screen Actors Guild strike. I didn't know that Christopher Reeve had just done uh, Super man and they didn't think he'd even want the part and somebody slipped it to him and he loved it i mean that was so cool i didn't know that that's what i love about your podcast i love that you guys do that right and and another reason i'm so passionate about the podcast is because it's something that's going to be out there forever um you'll be able to find it electronically somewhere and i want my kids to know hey this was your grandpa hey this was your dad hey this was your great grandpa and they can go back and listen that's to a me good point and see my emotions and how i felt about certain movies too and maybe it'll have an impact on their lives later too i think it'll even be right. interesting sort of uh you know revisiting some of these movies possibly and then seeing if our opinions have changed uh, after some time right and be like you know what I'm you should have your kids again. on or something yeah. yeah yeah and like i said not every film is going to be kid friendly but the parts that you can talk about i love that you guys can still do that even like with dirty dancing or whatever and still give your opinion on because the time it, they they were dead on 
right. with 19, like 63 or whatever it was back then. And, and, and the Adirondacks or wherever they were, I think it was somewhere like that. But then you know that there's like a car in the background of, I think you said Casablanca was or where, where was uh, it? Ben-Hur during the oh, Ben-Hur. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that you guys know that that is so fun for me. <laughs> and I love that part of it because whether you like the film or not, knowing those little tidbits, that's just, that's fun. Oh, I enjoy that a lot. Right. And you guys do a great job together. You guys are good together. You, you're you funny. And I love that you might even go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. And it might keep Terrence focused I, long enough. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Poor Terrence is like, uh. <laughs> I, you know, and it, it's like this week, you know, I was having a bad day at work, you know, and, and, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of Terrence. Terrence doesn't answer. So I pop up in my emails <laughs> and I see I got a new review from the podcast and it says, you know, it's the title was two millennials doing a podcast. And it was from a, from a, a I'm, I'm assuming an older lady because by the name, but it, you know, she said, look, I don't always agree with Jimbo and Terrence's uh, views on movies. She's like, but that's what I like about this podcast. She said, because it gives me insight to what a younger generation thinks about the movies of the time. And I, and that just made my heart warm and fuzzy. You know what I mean? Because yeah, she may not agree with us or they may not agree with us, but you know what? We just gave our opinions out there. Everybody's going to have an opinion on if they like the movie, if they like the breakfast club or not. Um, And it's going to be where you are at your point in life that you saw that movie too. That's going to, how it's going to affect you. So I, that just right. made me warm and fuzzy, and I had a, a very good time the rest of the night. And I oh, shared yeah. it with Terrence, you know what I mean? Aww. And we're going we're gonna to read it on our next podcast that we do. So anybody that wants to send us a review, go ahead. Uh, we'll read it live on the air uh, when we do our next Absolutely. podcast. Absolutely. Well, it's very nice, I have to say. It's ratings or reviews or emails or anything like that. I, I love the feedback. That's gold to me. Right. But Absolutely. I want you to tell everyone where... They can find you guys on social media, Facebook, all the things that you guys are on so they can find you. Where can they find us? That's what I want to say. Obviously doing a podcast every week, Terrence, you know you have to show up. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to, we like to do this to each other. We goof off. That's part of the podcast. But before you, before we do that, Leslie, I have a special announcement. I was given special permission to announce this on your show. So are you ready? I'm ready. Terrence and I auditioned and we are now going to be part of the hillbilly horror house 2 we have been cast in the audio drama by tim mullins i play one of the oh my goodness i play one of the characters danny he's a nurse um his wife's trying to buy this house for and terrence you want to tell her who you are yep i play uh miller who's sort of your average beat cop with a seems like a pretty big heart (laughs) <laughs> so um, I got permission from Tim. This, nice. is, this is the first time that it's been announced who's in the cast. So it's me and Terrence will be part of that and it's going to be coming soon. So make sure you check out Mullins Media on Facebook. And maybe if you want to set up an interview with Tim Mullins, that'd be awesome too. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I need to do that. Congratulations, both of you. That's amazing. So give us all your information and then that information too then. All right, Terrence, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so uh, we are on Facebook. That would be the Tragedy of Cinema Facebook group. Podcast group. Uh, podcast group. You can find us on iTunes. We particularly like just because that's where you can leave reviews and such. Stitcher, Spotify. Stitcher, Spotify, I believe. So. Yeah, iHeartRadio. Okay. Um, and also do Tim Mullins uh, oh, sorry, do his information as well. Oh, yeah, we are, we are on, on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, Tim Mullins, I believe it's, believe it's Mullins Media on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just uh, if you're in the Hillbilly Horror Stories uh, with Jerry and Tracy, Tim's 
uh, one of the moderators there so you can just go there and type in his name but yeah we're really excited to be working with him it's something that i've always wanted to do because i used to listen to old radio shows with my grandpa back in the day like fibber mcgee and molly or the shadow and terrence has always wanted to do voiceover work for yep. like cartoons or video games or something so this is just our foot in the door in that general direction that's amazing i'm so happy and proud for you guys Thank congratulations you. You. again that's a big deal he's got a nice very good following and a great podcast so i need to talk to him too <laughs> yes i'll do. get him on <laughs> <laughs> but guys thank you so much for joining me tonight i had a blast oh, no, no, the, the pleasure was all ours and anytime you need people to come on we're more than welcome to come anytime we can absolutely if you like what you heard please leave me a five-star review it'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen also i am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.